All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, February 9th of 2024 here. Looking ahead, we have a three-game NHL slate tonight, followed by a six-game NBA main slate. And then obviously it is Friday, so heading into the weekend here, we have the big game on Sunday. I believe that there is uh, MMA here on Saturday. So it should be a fun weekend of DFS. If you guys are not signed up with us, I always recommend starting your five-day free trial at the end of the week so you get access to all of the sports over the weekend and all of the sports during the week here. So if you guys aren't signed up, want to check us out, there is a link in the description below to start your five-day free trial. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. And if you're not in our Discord, want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that said, a uh, quick announcement before we get started. I've been mentioning it all week, and I mentioned it again today. Uh, tomorrow, we are having our first Saturday Office Hours show. It's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern, and we wanted to do a Saturday show before the Super Bowl. So that's going to be an ongoing show, uh, but the first one will be tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then starting Monday, uh, Monday through Friday, Office Hours is moving from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern. So be on the lookout for that time change starting next Monday. But with those announcements all said, Let's jump in here, and we have our first question here from Plan Man. Question says, do I have to download results into Excel to list by highest actual score? For example, 5,000 pool lineups, how to view them in order of actual score, high to low, having to hunt slash peck 5K lineups is not easy. Uh, so this should be very easy to do here. So if I go back to yesterday, you know, I'm sure I ran a build for office hours, so once the slate is over, you're going to see this actual score column in the app here. And then if you have lineups, uh, I should have lineups somewhere. Okay, so two things here. So one, this actual score sorting method is going to become available. So what this will do is it will sort your lineups from high to low based on however many lineups you have in the pool. So I think in this one, I was doing some type of demo with, with optimizer mode. So there's only 20 lineups here. Let me see if I have another lineup file. Optimizer mode. No lineups. Okay, so this is a normal build. So there's two things here. If you come in and you just sort your pool by, by actual score, it will not matter which lineups you played. So it will just show you the top highest scoring lineups. So that's one way to do it. And then you're going to see the actual score here in the bottom right. The way that I recommend doing it, if you're trying to go back into like a past build to look at your lineups, what I would recommend is using this magnifying glass icon with the little money symbol. So this is our review mode, it used to be called. So you click this. Now what it's going to do, it's going to sort all the lineups by actual score. But what it's going to do 
is it's going to show you your lineups as well as all the lineups. So in this case, from the 20 lineups I played, my 20th lineup was actually my highest scoring lineup. And then my 18th was my second. And then my 16th was my third. So these lineups are built, you know, early in the day during office hours. So it's, there's nothing to be had from that. Uh, but it but it can be important if you go down to your pool and open up your pool. And then what you're going to see is that, hey, you know, these lineups that are grayed out, these are lineups you didn't play. And then it will show you where they used to rank in your pool. So I was playing the top 20. My third highest scoring lineup was ranked 57. My fourth highest scoring lineup was ranked 31. Now, the reason that this can be insightful is it can help you decide, hey, am I making too many changes to my lineup pool where I am effectively skipping some of the highest actual scoring lineups because I am making adjustments to min and max exposures. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like if you are playing, you know, 50 lineups and some of your highest scoring lineups were lineup, you know, 50, uh, 31, you know, say like lineup 16 and you weren't playing those, maybe you're doing too much after the build is run and you end up skipping some of those good lineups. So uh, this money symbol in the magnifying glass will help you to, you know, be able to do that. But I always like to go into the pool. I think that option works a little bit better, but you should have the ability to do that and that should work out just fine. All right. Question from Bill's Nut. Question says, I know that the recommendation for min uniques is one less than the max number of lineups needed, but I'm thinking in a sport with less variation like NBA, that two uniques might be the way to go for this. Uh, is this because a lower number of min uniques? No, I'm sorry. Two uniques might be the way to go for this sport. Has any back testing been done to see if this is better? Is this is a better number for NBA than the other sports? When I see others post their 20 max results, it seems that they have a lot of lineups caching. And I assume this is because of a lower number of min uniques. Okay, so we don't do any back testing around min uniques. Ultimately, min uniques is a tool in your toolbox. You don't have to use it, but we do recommend that you use it. So I've talked to really good players who don't use it at all. I've talked to really good players who love it and use it a lot, you know, max it out. There, there is no wrong or right way to use it. So like, in my opinion, you know, if too many uniques feels right to you, then that is like the right answer for you. That might be a completely wrong answer for somebody else. Ultimately, you know, the recommendation to use one less than the max comes from the fact that, you know, we want to, share a lower variance approach on with our like wide broad audience you know we don't want to like be telling everyone to like be all in like on a play we want to you know take this like longer term approach trying to lower variance trying to be long-term winners at dfs you know so that's why we don't say like hey you know just do one min unique sort by roi and, you know, use like these core plays and have them in like every single lineup. Like that's just like not really our approach. Uh, we understand like, you know, how, how high variance is in DFS and we try to come at it a little bit different way. So a little bit more risk averse approach, a little more diversification, you know, entering a unique lineup into every entry, you know, all of those things are along the lines of lowering your risk. So that's the approach we take. Maybe you have a higher risk tolerance. Maybe you're somebody who's okay with the risk, who's okay with, you know, plays not working out or, you know, having like a, 
um, like a pretty like high negative ROI day. Like you're just chalk that up as a loss, come back tomorrow. Some people would hate that, right? So just depends on your risk tolerance. You know, in my opinion, the best way to use min uniques is to look at your exposures and leverages, see how min uniques affect them, and then settle on a min unique number where you're comfortable with the leverages and exposures that you're seeing. That could be one, that could be five, you know, that could be somewhere in between. It, it, it It's really so person to person that it is more art than science. So it's hard for us to give these like hard and fast rules. So we just err on the side of risk aversion as opposed to like risk taking, which is why the recommendations are what they are. But I think it's totally fine to use less if that, you know, makes sense to you. All right. Next question. How much exposure should you get to the high usage players on a certain team? So, so kind of like a, a similar idea here, you know, it's not about the exposure. It's about the leverage. Like, yeah, I could have 50% exposure to Luca, but if Luca is 60% owned, I'm under the field. So my leverage is negative 10%. So in, in general, I I'd say that, you know, it's usually, it's, it's completely fine to be like two to three X the field, like on any given play, you know, that could change, you know, that could be more, that could be less. Somebody's 50% owned and you're two X him. That means he's in hundred percent of your lineups. Are you okay with that? Uh, if somebody is, you know, only 3% owned and you think they're a really good play, you know, is 6% enough, you know, is 9% enough. Maybe, maybe you want to bump that up to 15. So, so the two to three X leverage uh, as compared to ownership is like general guideline, right? I mean, it's so hard to answer these like specific questions when they change day to day. Like, like I, I can't say like, hey, you know, the right amount of exposure to have to Luca is X and his ownership is 5% today. And then tomorrow's ownership is 50%. You know, the equation changes because the variables change. So always be looking at your leverages, ownership. Um, you know, I think two to three X the field is, is a general guideline for plays that you like. I think that's completely fine. You could go more, you could go less. It just really all depends. But, but as far as like what I would say, like, you know, those are the ways that I would be thinking about it and trying to get my message across. All right. Uh, those are all the questions in the Discord. Got a question from Liam here. Any plans to support soccer or COD? Uh, so ultimately, we do want to support all sports in the DFS lobby except Madden Sims. I am very positive that we are never going to support Madden Sims. Uh, but as far as every other sport in the lobby, yes, uh, you know, we would like to have those at some point here. I really don't have an ETA on them. You know, one thing that's that's right around the corner that we're working on, uh, which we haven't really talked about too much, is, um, you know, up, updating our NASCAR model for Daytona, which starts next weekend here. So be on the lookout for some communication about, you know, some updates to the NASCAR model, some content around that, that should be coming out soon here. Uh, but ultimately, you know, we do want to have Sims for every sport. I think one of the things there though, is that those things tend to move a little bit slower just because, you know, when we put out projections, we really want to stand behind them. We really want to uh, be able to be proud of those projections and be proud of the model. We don't want to just have projections to have them. So we, we, you know, just want to make sure we're putting out quality products. And sometimes those things 
take a little bit more time to come to fruition here. So ultimately, yes, but I don't have an ETA. But all right, uh, we are all caught up with questions in the YouTube chat and the Discord. Um, you know, it's my first time saying it. This is not our last show of the week. I will be right back here tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern for our first Saturday show. So if you guys have questions ahead of the Super Bowl, come on and join me on Saturday morning. You get your questions in ahead of time. You can post it in the Office Hours channel. You can post it in the upcoming stream link on our YouTube page. And until then, everybody, I will see you then. So take care. Good luck. Thanks. Bye.